Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, sir. Hi. How are you? I am all right. I had a good day at work. I got to do some filming and some editing and meet some new people. It's always always a nice time. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. I um I took my children to the dentist today. Ooh, fun. And uh, our appointments were at 8 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, you think that... Uh, that once you know when you when you have an appointment that early then you're gonna get out i mean not like you know you don't expect you're gonna spend there uh nine hours there right sure well we were there for four and a half oh no yeah it was it's it stunk it was terrible and annoying, and I hated it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes those things happen, right? Well, you know, you have to perpetuate the, the, the long-standing, you know, tradition of the dentist visit being a terrible experience. Well, luckily, no one had any cavities. Well, that's good. Yes. As opposed to everyone on The Walking Dead whose mouths are... Oh, definitely. ...festering pits... Yes, absolutely. There's no way. Brought home, uh, again, in theory, by just looking at the sheer number of crazy people who have been roped in to the Whisperers. Uh, oh, hey, hi, folks. I'm Tim Harvey. Hi, and I am also I am also Tim Harvey. No. What? <laughs> you didn't hear? You didn't hear the news? Wait, I'm not alone anymore? No. <laughs> We've we've had our I'm, my my legal name change goes through tomorrow. I will be Tim Harvey forevermore. Well, I'm I'm waiting for the goatee to come in the mail. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have the gray hair yet. It's it's okay for you to put that off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. I guess then I will stay Dustin. Well, okay. This is Apocalypse Now, and uh, welcome, uh, folks. Uh, sorry about last week. We started to record. We actually recorded uh, most of the episode, and then part of my uh, work involves the occasional late-night phone call or late-night Skype call, and that happened in the middle of our recording. And we stopped, and I took care of it, and then they called again while right. we were recording, and then we never, we never managed to actually pick up and finish the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so we're sorry about that, folks. We will, we promise um, it, that won't happen again, or at least not like that. I'm not going to promise that we're never going to have a break in programming because we've proven that we can't be trusted when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it happens occasionally. It does, but it's not something we want to do. Um, Short version, what happened last week. Uh, movie Protector Bulb was hunted for. B story was very funny. A story was the confrontation between Alpha and Daryl. And we pretty much determined that the Whisperers are terrible. That's the short and dirty version. Yeah. And then this week... <laughs> you know how sometimes you go to the dentist and you don't want it to be like 
an all-day experience and it ends up being an all-day experience and you just kind of have to endure it. Uh-huh. That's kind of how I felt about The Walking Dead this week. Yeah, I would agree. It was a bit of... I don't know that I necessarily found it to be tedious. I kind of wanted every scene to be over quicker. And I'm pretty sure I guess that means I thought it was tedious. But... (laughs) Oh, God. And the whispers... The more I think about the whispers, the more they don't make any sense to me. Right. Or at least least as as we've seen them, they don't make any sense to me. Yeah. And and that's one of the things... I, I think I read a review that said kind of the same thing. It's like... I can kind of see, but, like, when you see the size of the camp, then you're like, okay, no. No, come on. Well, see, that's one of the problems that, that this show puts forth, and it it can it, it can turn into a running thing, like me talking about gas going bad. You know, if you stare directly at the show and think about some of the ramifications of things, their real problems show up. We rarely talk about the fact that none of these people are brushing their teeth properly or, you know, or, or getting, you know, good diets. Yeah. There's certain stuff you kind of have to wave your hands and ignore. Right. And then you see the size of the Whisperers camp and you start to ask yourself questions like, how are any of these people still alive? Right. How has, how has Alpha not garroted all of these people as she is wont to do? Like, how did, after the first time that happened, like, that, like, half that group go, um, you know what? We're gonna go. <laughs> I know. I mean, she has to sleep sometime. Yeah. And they have shockingly poor security. Right. Um, for, for, for what, a, you know, has been a really kind of creepy threat for the first several episodes they were in. Yeah. They just seemed really, really unprepared for everything that happened. Well, see, here's the, here's the problem about, you know, a show like The Walking Dead. You have to, it's hard to pitch characters that are mysteries to actors and to agents. So you can't be like, we want you to be the leader of the Whisperers. We want you to be this crazy, you know, mysterious force and... And we're never going to see what you're kind of all about. We're never going to see your camp. And we're never going to, you know, because you can't do that. Because nobody's going to want to play that part. Everybody wants Mm -hmm. a substantial and, you know, want to see the inner lives and want to see the workings and the machinations and, and that sort of thing. Right. And that's where these things fall apart. Because, again, now we're in a situation where um, we've seen behind the curtain and we're like, well, no, obviously no. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of the same thing with, uh, with, with what happened, in my opinion, to the governor. Decent human – like that town was supposed to be a town full of decent human beings who had no idea what was going on. But how did you not know what was going on? Like, once you peered behind the curtain and saw what was going on in that town, how did you not know that the governor was crazy? You didn't not know. So, you know, that kind of ruins the mystique of the governor and of Woodbury because you realize, oh, (laughs) these people, it's just, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. In this episode, we have, let's see, storyline one, of course, is, is the Whisperers. And Henry's quest to get Lydia back, 
Um, and Henry establishes once again that he cannot be allowed out on his own because he's a danger to himself and others. Right. They never let him out again. Like once, once he kind of showed up at the end of the war, they like you know Carol and Ezekiel are just like you're never leaving town again. You like pipes? You go study some pipes. I mean, he's he's a nice kid and all. I don't have a I don't have a problem with with the actor at all. But mm-hmm. Henry the character is just so doomed. And we said this. We said this when he first appeared. But it, it, as the character continues along, he establishes more and more that this. If he's he's supposed to be kind of the Carl surrogate at this point in terms of in terms of the loose adaptation of the comic. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him having the the life expectancy of Carl at this point. <laughs> so he goes after after uh, Lydia and of course Daryl and Connie. Yeah, uh, go after him. And then the B plot is. The pregnancy plot. Uh huh. Well, that's more like that's more like the C minus plot. Yeah. Because that's over. It's over so fast. And I was kind of really surprised and pleased because we had talked about you had really brought up the fact that this is going to turn into this terrible dumb thing. And yeah, ninety percent of that plot was Eugene showing up with charts and graphs and going, "Don't be an idiot." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Eugene. I like you in this moment. Right. And, you know, that's essentially what happens. Sarif does not want, does not want Rosie to back. And Eugene knows that she doesn't love him. And uh, so they want everybody to be happy. Gabriel's waffling. And on one level, on one level, I get it. On the other level, in the world they live in, how can this possibly be a thing for a character that you and I did not like initially? Yeah. Um, he has grown into a character who most of the time is actually an interesting character now. Yes. So on one hand, I was like, I get it. I get, I get the man with his, with his faith and his upbringing and the life he had before and the culture we had before. How this thing could kind of be, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about this. But he's also been living in this world. Uh, of the undead for the last what six eight years now eight 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 or nine years now yeah and so he has to have had experience with people going here's a here's a baby Aaron's got one you've here here's this baby that you just have to take care of you know do you love this person great take care of this baby right at the end of the last episode they gave Rhett Butler a baby yeah I mean come on they just gave her a baby. Well, you know, the, the whispers are just leaving them around. I mean, you got to do something right. with them. So so I, I felt a little, uh, so it, it bothered me a little, but I was also kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Especially considering how quickly it was over. Yeah. You know, Eugene shows up with his charts and graphs and, you know, I was just like, please don't make this a thing. Oh, wait, what are you doing? Well, I wonder if, I, you know, I always like to think of what the writer's room is like in you know, in times like this. Like, I wonder if they were like, okay, we're about to have to, like, set up a war between crazy people who wear zombie skins and the rest of the communities. Do we really want to waste time on a love triangle between three D-list characters that no one cares about? (laughs) 
do is that really how we want to pull these people in? Given the history of this show, there is a really good chance that someone in that room said yes. Right. Which is what you were concerned about. Which is how it got it got in there in the first place. Yeah. And somebody said, This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> and then they were like Ugh. My concern now is that in the comics, Rosita is one of the characters who dies. Um, alongside Ezekiel, and very soon, yeah, yeah. So it's the whole Walking Dead hope spot, then destroy it, you know, because hope can't can't yeah. be allowed, that sort of thing. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that story, that, that part of the story is basically over. Ta da! And it was not incredibly frustrating. I was very pleased. Yeah. Uh, the B plot is Michonne trying to figure out if she's, you know, if she's going to be a, a dictator or not, essentially. Yeah, because that's pretty much where, they, where things are at. Because while the, while the town has a council, uh, Michonne can override everything. The, yeah. And they point this out. It's like, you know, yeah. it's great that we can vote on everything and stuff. Thanks. But... You veto everything as a as a, uh, as a security threat. And because she's upset, of course, that the circumstances led to the relay station thing that ended up getting Jesus killed. Well, not only that, we remember she is she is still responding to something horrible that happened in the past, in in between the time jumps, right? That led to those scars that she has and that Daryl has that we don't know about yet. Whatever that was, it has become such a thing that she everything everything is a security threat. It doesn't matter what it is. And Gabriel has a big problem with that, and that actually leads to the confrontation then with the C plot that involves him and Rosita and the discussion of the baby. But right, so she's like, "We're not doing the fair. We're not going." And, and uh, Aaron is on board with this because he views the loss of Jesus as a you know this is this is what this is what happens when you try. You know, he's he right. getting going very insular as well. But some of the other members of the council are like, mm, we should probably do this. They're our friends. We should be connected with our friends. Right. Uh, well, and then there's the whole thing about um, what is wrong over at the kingdom. <laughs> what is what is happening at the kingdom that is causing it to fail? Like, they never mentioned that, you know, and it looked fine to me. I was kind of wondering about that as well, because the, again, it's a stare directly at the problem kind of right. issue, where if you if you ask yourself, how are these places actually functioning, and you get into the logistics, you end up with conversations like, we have to fix the plumbing, and so why don't we have, mm-hmm. why, why isn't anybody stepping up to learn the plumbing? Um, what, you know, we, except for some teenage kid, you know, we, right. we, we haven't had a bulb for the projector in five years well why didn't we go down to best buy and find a digital projector and you know all the the things that if you just look at it directly you're like well why don't you just do dot 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 and the reason is the story reasons right but the idea that somehow it would be okay you know michonne's idea you know ezekiel and his people can come to us if they want but you know we're not going to go help them and it's like this is really really bad logic well and not only that like i don't understand that like, are they really in such a good spot that they could take in all those people? And then they're, they're going to just be like, no, we're not going to, 
we're not going to take, well, you know, like, I don't understand, I don't understand, like, I'm very confused about... This show has a real problem with establishing how many people are in, are in any given place, and it always has. You know, once you once you once right. you bring them into a community, we have no idea how many people are in Alexandria. We have no idea how many people are in the kingdom. We have no idea how many mm-hmm. people are in Hilltop. And that's and that's what makes things like seeing the size of the Whispers camp make you go, wait, wait, what? Because mm. half the time we see more, you know, we see more Whispers here than we see half the time in any of the places where we know are full of people. Right. So there's there's no sense of scale here that is is a place to sit there and go, okay, they have too many people for the farmland that, that's around them, which, of course, doesn't make any sense because there's all this land around them. They should be, mm-hmm. you know... The fact that, there's, the fact that there is uh, farmland, there's corn being grown outside the walls of Hilltop at this point doesn't make any sense to me because why don't you just extend the walls out? You've had six years. Right. Do not stare directly at the plot. Do not stare directly mm-hmm. at the because you will start getting bogged down in you know, gas goes bad and you know blah blah blah. <laughs> right. So Michonne is angry and and she's even more angry because she goes to see Negan. And yes, justifiably, there's a history here. Um, mm-hmm. But Negan's calmly sitting in his cell, going, "Hey, Michonne, good to see you. Welcome back." And she's like, "Shut up, you." <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> and she's like, you know, you, why did you come back? And he's like, well, you know, I like it here. And she's like, you came back because you couldn't deal with the world. And he's like, well, the world has changed. And he goes, partly, yes. Yes, I will accept that. That is part, partly why I came back. And he's like, you know, I am I have some use to you. And she's like, I don't think you do. And he's like, no, I'm, because you realize the council meeting space is like right outside my window, which, by the way, mm-hmm. incredibly bad planning. Right. All right. Do not pull put the place where the decisions are made next to the place where you keep the prisoners. <laughs> this, this seems like a really stupid thing to do, mm-hmm. but hey, you know why not? And he's like, "You got trouble. You got problems, and I can help. I know how to. I know how to deal with large groups of people and and control them." And she's like, "Yeah, how well did that work out?" <laughs> and he's like, "Touche, Michonne. Touche." <laughs> then after after that conversation, she goes right to uh, to talk to her daughter because she sees Judith out in front listening. And so she goes to talk to her, and Judith is kind of like, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've made some bad choices, mother. Well, and she says, she says why do you even talk to him? He goes, she, Judith goes, because he listens to me, and not everybody does. And Michonne's like, yeah. blink, blink. <laughs> and, then, and then Michonne's like, he, you know, people don't change. He's still a monster. And, and Judith looks at her and goes, you changed. And Michonne goes... Blink, blink, Al. Al, go to your room. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's that is like that is like such a parent kind of thing. Like, go to your room. Why? Just because? Because you've made too much sense, and now I need to decide whether or not you get to live. <laughs> Uh, but it does make Michonne think, and she goes back and she tells the council they can we can we can do the thing at the fair, which 
right. uh, is good, but it you know it just contributes to what we know is coming, which is the big whisper attack at the fair, or, or at least that's where it seems to be going, and that's where I ended up in the comics. So that's an area for some mm-hmm. concern, but it also means that potentially, you know, this this what feels at this point like a very manufactured uh, separation of the communities might come mm-hmm. to an end. So. So that's the B plot. Right. Oh, and now we have to talk about the A plot. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, Henry goes after Lydia, and Daryl and Connie are following. <sighs> Henry gets captured, because of course he does. Yes, because of course he does. Uh, but this is not before we've had this this fairly long sequence where you watch... The whispers shuffle along, and Alpha is terrible to Lydia. Right. And Lydia is, yes, Mom. And Alpha is terrible to Lydia, and Lydia's like, yes, Mom. And, yes, Mother. And, and this is this is where the problem with the whispers really starts. When the whispers are just popping up out of nowhere, or actually being this whispered voice in a herd of walkers, the, uh-huh. the creepiness factor is there. Right, but once once you start seeing them shuffle along, um, and here we come back to the Walking Dead's problem with distance, uh, because the average human being at a good walk could walk about four miles an hour. Most people don't walk that fast, but they can, and uh-huh. the whispers are doing well under this. I mean, we're talking. I'd say they got to be moving maybe a mile an hour, if that fast. I mean, they're just right. They're just crawling along. So that's one thing. She's like, "Well, where the hell did these guys start from?" Right. Because if they started, if they're walking a mile an hour, and they started walking, you know, eight years ago, <laughs> yeah. You know, where did they come from? I mean, it's just how did they all? How did they all end up? together at that speed i mean how does this work and you start you start winding it out the graph paper and start okay if they started here and they ended here it's 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 that stupid you know word problem from math class yeah <laughs> and you say okay stop you can't you can't think about this because your you'll, your head will explode but it it's there and it's like okay well that's that's bothering me and then they end up at this camp which again how far away can this camp be from where everybody else is because how slow they're moving yeah and they don't have fire you know there's all these people and yes they don't make noise or they try to keep their noise down to a minimum but what's really stopping the walkers from eating them nothing yeah that's that's the thing that's starting to bug me a lot is that once okay you've peeled off the walker skin okay and so you've got that so it's kind of then it's the nick thing from from fear of the walking dead right you know cover yourself with cover yourself with walker gore and you'll be fine but they don't always have the masks on because clearly a lot of them don't have them on back at the camp right and they have no security at the camp because later in the episode Daryl drives a herd into the Walker camp, and they're all completely surprised. Mm-hmm. Which is doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, it's it's these are these are their security is so poor; they should all be dead. They should all be dead. And so they are. I mean, what? No. 
<laughs> well, it's you know, it's, you have no idea how many people got killed by the <clears throat> by this Walker attack. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, they capture Henry, and Henry is you know terrible. Like ter- Henry spends the, the rest <laughs> of the episode looking shocked. What? <laughs> Things don't always go the way you expect. What? <laughs> And you know, and like somebody, one of the one of the um, blogs I read was like, I don't know how hard it really is to garrot someone <laughs> until their head pops yeah. off, um, but I don't think it's that easy. So this lady challenges. So this no, this guy challenges her, and she looks at him and goes, uh, "Your girlfriend put you up to this." Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, "No, she didn't." And her girlfriend goes, <clears throat> "Yes, it did." And so she raises a very good point. Alpha had broke her rules to go after her daughter. Right. And they're like, you know, and now you got some of us killed. I mean, this is this is a logical this is a logical challenge. But Alpha turns out to be backed up by Beta, who is this six foot five guy. He's an actor, um uh Ryan Hurst, yeah. who's from Sons of Anarchy and been in some other shows, so a lot of people are excited about him being on on the show. I'm not familiar with him much as an actor, but uh, a lot of people are. So I'm just kind of... well, I haven't seen his face yet, so I don't know if I'm familiar or not. He's very, very impressive and very, you know, just he's just big and ominous. So yeah, Alpha Alpha pops this lady's head right mm-hmm. off, and then tosses, you know, hands it to the boyfriend, who's like, "This did not go the way I expected," and then she guts him. <laughs> He's like, mistakes were made and dies. And that's how things go when you question Alpha. She cuts off your head and then stabs you in the guts. It's not as catchy oh. as the Judas and ne- Judith and Negan theme song. I'm just saying. <laughs> Judith and Negan, Negan and Judith. <laughs> yeah. So then Henry's like, huh. You guys are messed up. And Alpha's like, oh, Lydia, here, have a knife and kill him. Well, here's the, okay, here's something that I thought was weird. At first, Beta is like, why do we have this kid? Why don't we just get rid of him? And she's like, no, it gives us an advantage to have him. And, and then later she's like, sorry, we're going to kill you. I and I don't think we've established at any point that she's supposed to be a rational person, though. Right. Which does, of course, come back to why is anybody following this crazy person? Because she's clearly crazy! Yeah, this is so odd. Yeah, I know. What's going on? And I guess it just comes down to, like, people just, when they get to that point, and they're like, I need, I need something to believe in, I need, feel like I'm safe in some way. Yeah, but I think that, again, we circle back around to... You know, based on everything we've seen, these people should all be dead anyway. Right. You know, these people are covered with dead people's skin, and if they have a if right. they have a cut on them, they're getting infected with something. I mean, their bodies are just seething masses of things that are bad for you anyway, and that's the stuff we're supposed to have inside us. And you know, let alone rotting flesh, and you know, these these people should all have died of like tetanus. <laughs> Every single one of them. There should be like this stream of dead bodies going back to wherever they started from. You know, because they've all gotten you know died of tetanus. Well, here's the thing. Like I saw them then, like a tanning station set up. Uh huh. 
And it was like, when, when did they decide this was? When did they go from, if you cover yourself with zombie gore, they don't recognize you. They can, that, that disguises you to let's skin and tan the zombie, uh, bodies. And then who, who was the first person who was like, you know what I think I could do? Hey, Alpha, you know what I think I could do? I think if you got me a nice big skin, I could make us a lovely wraparound skirt. <laughs> oh, ew, ew, that's gross. I mean, well, okay, but here, here's the other question. Is that at what point does it just turn into leather? Right. I mean, is it, is, is it, how, how, how often do they have to change their mask to keep this fresh because it wasn't it wasn't that nick was just moving like a zombie it wasn't that he was just shuffling along with them it was that he basically was covering himself with zombie gore he was so it was all the dead stuff of a zombie Mm -hmm. and then not making noise and not you know doing what he could to not draw attention to himself it was because i mean zombies we well Okay, zombies react to things in this show inconsistently. Right. Well, and if you remember, Michelle, when she first showed up, one of the things she was doing, she had two zombies that she was using as as uh, uh, camouflage herself. Right. And you know, it's it's never been a uh, an unheard of thing. It's just, in this particular instance, it doesn't really hold, I don't think it holds the water, because, like, you don't need to go that far. The fact that Lydia is able to walk around just, like, hanging out with her mother and not dressed all in gore proves it. As long as you have a good enough disguise, you're good. I don't know, see, see, this whole bit, and there's more to it, of course, we haven't finished the the what happened but this whole bit really just kind of takes a lot of for me it takes a lot of the threat of them away because i look at them mm-hmm. and i go but you guys should all be dead <laughs> right how serious a threat can i can i can i consider you now i mean the show is going to make you a threat and the show's going to you know because we're building up to the fair and when all the stuff the bad stuff that's going to happen there but mm-hmm. they were much more effective when they were voices or in the graveyard where it was a you know very much a horror setup as horror yeah. monsters they work as people they kind of don't and like i said that goes right back to what i said about um at the very beginning like it doesn't but it, it's not going to work if it would never have worked if we left it as whispers in the dark you know, it could never have worked. It would never, you know, we don't have the time. The TV audience does not have the time to wonder about who these people are for our, for, you know, television hours and hours. Right. You know? Yeah. We need to get right to it. But unfortunately, we've pulled back the curtain and it's the wizard and he's, you know, a guy who arrived on a balloon. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. The the scary factor is gone, and now the questions of how did these people even still live? Why on earth would you follow this woman? 
mm-hmm. because she's crazy. She's clearly crazy. And yes, the world is crazy, but that doesn't mean you follow a complete lunatic. Right. So, um, and that's unfortunate because, you know, the Walking Dead universe has done a pretty good job of establishing that people want to be led by a crazy person. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the subtext, you know. The real monsters are people, and everybody wants a leader who's clearly batshit crazy. Right. Alpha gives Lydia the knife and says, kill Henry. And you're right. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense that she decides to do this after thinking of it as a bargaining chip. But again, she's crazy. While she's preparing to do this, suddenly, Walker attack! Right. And Daryl, wearing uh, a whisper zombie mask. Henry's like, I'm not leaving without Lydia. And Daryl's like, we didn't come for Lydia. And Lydia's like, go. And Henry's like, no. And Daryl's like, oh, whatever. I guess you're all coming. Which is weird because, like, I was under the impression when he left that he was going because he couldn't, like, Connie is going expressly because she she does not agree with leaving that crazy person, you know, crazy woman. Like, that's why she went. And so, like, the idea that we're not on a rescue mission for Lydia, well, at least one of us is, and at least two of us are, because that's why Henry went. But Daryl's like, oh, whatever, I suppose you can come too, which, of course, is just going to make the situation worse. But we, it's, it, again, we have no sense of scale with how badly yeah. the whispers were, were killed by the... How badly the whispers were killed. How, how badly the whisper group was hurt by... The being attacked by the walkers and because the whole scene is it's a very confusing scene which is I mean that's how it should be for that sort mm-hmm. of scene but it also doesn't leave us with any sense of how much damage was done right yeah parts of this it, it moved the plot along in places it dealt it dealt with things that were I mean we got rid of, we got rid of the the question of what to do with Rosita's baby uh, we got you know, we cracked a little bit of Michonne's anger shell and, you know, set up the, the every, you know, everybody going to the fair. And we got Lydia back, which is going to prove to not to be a win, necessarily. Yeah. So, and we, and we established that the whispers don't make any sense. I'm not sure this, I'm not sure what we gained. Really, with this episode, <laughs> I know it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst we've seen from this show. It wasn't a wasted episode. I mean, things we established what the whispers do, and we don't see them. And right, which is ugh. yeah, that's the problem. Is that it's eh. the Rosita baby thing was a was a plot that we didn't want necessarily want to see anyway, and so having it resolved was like okay, well, good, thank you, it's out of the way, and we still don't know what made Michonne have this, you know, everything that I yeah. everything that I try I was I was fighting for for the last two years of TV, uh, I'm going to throw out the window over the time right. job. So well, and not only that, like I'm, it's almost now. There, I, I'm left with two questions. Uh, number one, what is this terrible thing that happened? Yeah, because that is now, in my opinion, more interesting than what's going on with the whispers. Mm-hmm. This horrible thing that happened, 
and you know how it left all these scars and how it just ruined Michonne's idea, like ideals about what um, what it meant to be uh, a community with these different groups that were her friends. Yeah, I, that is very interesting to me, and I want to know. I want to know, and then. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering how the wa- uh, the whisperers are going to react when they realize because Lydia because they were asking like are there any signs of trading Lydia was like no 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 it's it's fine it's great like how are they going to react when they realize oh this little town that's struggling is not the only town in fact there's two other really huge communities and at least you know not counting Oceanside out there to be dealt with. I almost had this this curb stomp battle in my head coming up here where it feels like, you know, the the whispers are all going to surround them and it's going to be, you know, ha ha, we're all right. And then suddenly everyone's going to come the, the cavalry is going to come over the hill and didn't we just do that? Right, and we've done that more than once because if you'll remember this is kind of how, unless unless Alpha proves to be smarter than I think she is, uh, this is what Rick did when he first came up across the Saviors. He was like, oh, here's this one little community. It's an outpost uh, in a little thing. We can just go in and kill them all and we'll be over. No, no, that was not the case. <laughs> it was an incredibly dumb decision when Rick, Rick did it, which... You know, I believe you pointed out right off the bat when it happened. We still haven't seen that that relay station. Like they, Rosita and Eugene started off this. The thing that kicked off the Whisperer storyline is Rosita and Eugene went to a tower to go make that into a relay station to boost their signals. And we forgot that we have a whole fucking satellite relay station <laughs> out there that we've been to three times and keep ignoring. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We do. It's true. Well, you know, we have we have established more than once that The Walking Dead um, does not always hate. They hate me and my family. <laughs> They hate us all, Dustin. It's not just you. Don't mm. take it personally. It's they, there's enough. There's enough. The Walking Dead writers, uh, really, really obvious things to pass around. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Now we only have four episodes left in the season, so there's a lot to have happen before we get to the season finale. And um, I, I have a funny feeling that the season finale will be everybody's at the fair, and then the the whispers attack. Right, that'll be that'll be where our cliffhanger comes. So we have a really, you think? Yeah, I think so. I'm afraid so. I think that because it makes. I mean, I I feel like the fair is coming up pretty quick. Oh, I think it is, but quick is a relative term with this show. Oh, you so you think everybody's going to get to the fair, and that's when we're going to have our our big like oh, and 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 Ezekiel's dead, and all these other people have been killed, and yeah, something like that. Basically, basically, we're gonna have this moment where it's like, oh, I haven't seen so and so today. Oh, I'm sure he's around, and they're gonna lay out like five or six different people that have kind of mysteriously vanished, and we're gonna have to like spend the whole thing wondering who is gonna be the ones that are the ones that are dead. Probably, 
Yeah. Probably. Um, but that does mean that we have a few more episodes to maybe get the backstory on what happened with Michonne and to change her and, and scar her and Daryl and probably other people as well. So, so hopefully. That'll, that would be nice because it's a, it's a mystery we, we should have an answer to at this point, I think. I think we need yeah. to... It's really frustrating to, to watch Michonne act this way without really having the context. So, On the other hand, this is Walking Dead, and for all the fact that we had like three or four really good episodes in a row, they are, you know, they gave us this one. Uh, right. And, and that means that, you know, they could completely frustrate us. Yeah, and they may never, they may never tell us. They might save that for next time. Although, we keep seeing the, that symbol, the red triangle with the line on the top. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which I guess is supposed to be the highwaymen? I don't is, know. Is what I hear, and I'm not, I don't think they have a, uh, corollary in the comics, so they, which is fine, which is great. Well, uh, I mean, it just reminds me of the wolves. Yeah. Like, what were the wolves, really? <laughs> they were nothing. They were just like, hey, we're going to throw this little group at you for funsies. For funsies. Yeah, but we, we, without the wolves, we wouldn't have got the scene of Rick tearing somebody's throat out with his teeth. Mm, no, those were the, that was the claimers. Oh, that was the claimers. No, that's right. That's right. See, that, that's how well I remember the wolves. Yeah. I, I blur them together. The wolves were the people that had the W. Right. That's all there is, and there will be more, of course. So, as always, we thank you guys for listening, and if you can give us a rating or a comment on iTunes or podcast.com, uh, that would be fantastic. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and we would love to talk to you there as well. If you would like, uh, please share the show. The more you share the show through iTunes or podcast.com or any of these places, it lets other people know about it and if you enjoy it and listen to us ramble then we would love to ramble to more people so yep <laughs> as always Dustin thank you so much thank you Tim and thank you guys for listening we'll be back with more Zompocalypse now next week Zompocalypse now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions all rights reserved